Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hope everybody's listening today because we have someone calling in from New Jersey. And his name is Scott Guren. And he has uh, a book out about angels. And he's he talks about angels. He studies angels. And we want to dive into that today and, and try to understand where he's coming from with his narrative. So welcome to the show, Scott. How are you? Very good. And thank you for having me on, John. Excited to be here. So when we dive into looking for angels, what is your foundation of this material? Well, my journey, I, I would say I go back to my journey and kind of my role on what I believe my purpose here on earth is to do, is to discover, find, and then share with the world what I found. Started way back and uh, when I was about 13, I was in the confirmation class in my Lutheran church, and I noticed that my pastor was repeating sermons like from one year to the next. And I was a horrible student, but I kept sermon notes and I kept them. I took sermon notes and I kept them from year to year. The second year I started doing that, I noticed that he was repeating them. And so after weeks and weeks, I finally gathered the courage to go up to him because for me, the pastor was, he was it. He was the person that gave us direction and education about God and spirit and who we are. So I go up to him. I finally cornered him. I was nervous as anything. And I said, I just wanted to ask you, like, why uh, you were repeating the sermons from one year to the next. And I was waiting for some fantastic reason, like maybe God didn't, maybe we didn't learn what God was telling us. Maybe we need to know this again. And so he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, Scott, this is a tough job. <laughs> and, <laughs> and at 13, my world just cracked in half because I'm like, what? A job? <laughs> and so from there, started my journey. Like I had to figure this out myself. So for the decades, I would go through organized religion, a few different Protestant religions. And then in spite of that and doing everything, whatever, whatever denomination I was in, I was doing it to the T. Whatever they, services, prayers, fasting, blah, 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 blah. Uh, in spite of that, my life, my personal life fell apart. Financial ruin, divorce, like, look, it was horrible. And so I just started from zero and said, all right, forget, forget everything. I'm going to start from scratch, you know, and I, and I fell into, um, psycho the, you know, the academic side of psychology and use that as kind of my basis to say, all right, psychologists know, you know, about the world and, you know, try to explain how we think about it and create reality. Let's start there. So I went, you know, basic, you know, one-on-one -on -one stuff. What's the religion? What's the difference between religion and spirituality? Does prayer work? Does meditation work? What's up with the law of attraction? And then that is kind of, that was my first two books, really, is my spiritual journey and how I wrestled with organized religion, how I kind of split with my family on that, and then continued my journey into, in, in what I can sense, you know, say is pure spirituality, which is outside of anything organized and more intuitive, more internal approach. And so, you know, after doing that, all along, I've been noticing a trend that's happening, and they call it uh, the rise of the nuns. And in, it's most prevalent in the U.S. And 
it's not it sounds like a star wars theme but mm-hmm. but the right the nuns mean that when uh gallup polls and census uh, polls are taken they say what religious affiliation are you and people check none where they check whatever they are but the people checking none has been rising significantly in the u.s and last year uh, was the most recent data on that and it was like 30 percent of americans do not affiliate themselves with a organized religion. And uh, those the people over at Pew Research predict that within 20 years, people who are unaffiliated will outpace those who are affiliated. And there are similar trends around the world. So, and that was me, you know, that was my journey. Like, yeah, I kind of had it with organized religion, good things, great things in it, but also other things that kept me back uh, from my spiritual path. So that's what I wanted to do in my first two books is share that. And then in this one is sort of a byproduct of it or a result of that was because then the next question is if people and myself were leaving organized religion where do you go how do you learn about things you know how do we make connections with the spiritual world and that's what got me into the topic of angels because most of the people in the world believe in angels in the u.s it's in the 70 percent but believing in angels and interacting with them and our spirit team are two totally different subjects and i think that is what the new trend in is in and i personally believe it's the next wave of human development is in the interaction with the spirit world interesting well we'll get to that i want to i want to like dive into what you said in the beginning the two words is religion or or organized religion, right? Or spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way that narrative was structured, obviously when you were growing up and when I was growing up, spirituality was Mm hippie-ish, right? Mm -hmm. But but now that... when I feel things and understand things and I, and I talk about spirituality, that's the pure source. So, you know, so why do you think that narrative was structured the way it was? Well, I think people needed to know they need to have an authority. They needed to have people, meaning society in general, need to be told or felt like they needed to be told what to believe and how to believe. And certainly looking to clergy, to someone who's given their life to God and study and all that made sense. And also the community that that brought along, you know, going to a service, whatever religion you're in, you go to a service of like-minded people, you feel good, you feel connected. And so what's been happening happening in our society is that shift away where people certainly, you know, multi-factor, you know, you have the, uh, you have the scandals in, in the various religion. I don't think any denom- religion and denomination has been untouched. Um, you have the internet where people can reach out and say, all right, I, I hear, and I grew up with this. What, what else is out there? And then you have, um, what some people call us the social capital is declining, where people don't do the things that they used to do, you know, in society. Uh, that was the kind of glue. They don't go to church. They, they don't get. They don't wait to get married before they uh, move in together. These types of things. So in general, you have a movement away from the organized and assumed to be the authoritarian components of religion, and that is where people start saying, "All right, what's the real deal? You know, why am I going to church?" What do I? What am I looking for? And now the door is open to say I can find that spiritual connection outside, and it can be more freeing in a lot of ways. Well, and the other thing I had come through as you talk about this stuff, you know, is the two thought processes that that pretty much everybody has, um, and ninety eight percent 
maybe more, you know, they have a discovery mindset. So if you have a discovery mindset, which has been programmed through our subconscious, those levels and tiers that you just talked about make it harder to get to the source or get to the answer. And the fact that we created those tiers, we created that structure to try to cater to the mind of humanity or humans uh, really blows me away because when you, when you, when you take to the other side, the other mindset I came up with was uh, a creator's mindset. Because mm. if you come at things from creation, mm-hmm. you, you know, you can get there quicker. You can get to the answer quicker. And, and I can sum this up very quickly. If you understand that, and everybody in the world, everybody in the world has these answers. There's only one God out there. And I've always said that if religion was one word, people took pieces of it and then made their own thing. Yes, yes. So if there's only one God, everybody knows that. Mm. Why does people think that their religion is better than others when it's just mm. a pure source yeah. uh, that it's coming from? And that's that's a, that's coming at it from creation. And that gives you the answer immediately where you don't really need all those classifications to get there. You'd wish that people do that. But but people say, no, I'm I'm this religion and you're wrong. I was in a certain sector of Christianity where you didn't believe my way, you're going to hell. And that's just the way it is. It's a very powerful message, but um, that's where the awakening comes. The, the thawing out, I, I don't know the way to put it, is that uh, people are becoming less fearful of different paths to God. You know, they're not, they're not saying, okay, I have to cling with all my might to this book, to this, you know, specific religion to save myself forever and ever. Once they start letting go of that and uh, letting other ideas in and then letting your spirit, letting your heart in, that's, I think, where they make the deep, deep, deep internal connection that we are all connected and there is one God. And and what is this interaction, you know, the last part of what you said in that first answer, the interaction with angels, what is that in your team? What does that look like? Well, it's it's different for everyone. And, you know, I I kind of put myself, see, my my psychic uh, sensitivities are growing. I haven't been, I'm not a practitioner, but I certainly, I'm also the, um, the co-host and, and um, producer on A Psychic Story by Nicole Bigley, who is co-author of this book. And uh, every week we get in a different uh, person, you know, uh, mediums and astrologers and um, all kinds of people. But they're all, you know, most of them are practitioners. And I'm not there yet, but I see it. I see things happening in my life. and. I believe my perspective is to be kind of a bridge to people who are, you know, highly skeptical or skeptical, but open-minded. And that's kind of where I'm coming at to say like, okay, where do you start? You start by being aware of the signs around you and they're happening. The synchronicities, you know, the repeated numbers, the the songs that appear on the radio when you, when you really need it, the, co- the friend who calls you when you really, those types of things are a first step. And then once you see that and start opening your heart and mind to how the universe is responding to you, what your path is on, uh, and how to grow in that, that's when things will start opening up. But you've got to be not not dedicated, not disciplined, but you've got to have a, a, a a part of you that is quiet. And as we mentioned before, get out of this game show reality that we're being sold. You know, all the buzzers and whistles and 
blinking lights about materialism and what, what makes you right and what makes you wrong. Once you go behind that, that will open the door and things will come to you. Like I was having uh, lunch with someone the other day and she dearly missed her brother who just died recently. And she said, I wish I could connect with him. I just miss him so much, but I think he might, you know, I, might, I don't know if I want to be bothering him. And I said, I tell you this, I said, from the guests we've had on the podcast, all you have to do is just put it out there. You know, I forget exactly whose name is, you know, Bob, Bob, let me, let me talk with you. I miss you so much. Can you please, you know, um, come to me? That's all you have to do. And you just wait. And I'm sure he will do that. But so it's that type of mindset shift. When you think about yourself and you, you have this and you've had this talking about this innate drive, um, you have an understanding non-conscious and understanding law of attraction. Where does where's your family from and what's your lineage? Well, I think, well, there's two parts to that question. One, my family has been always the in, inquiring mind. My mom was a person people called her the, the, the woman of a thousand questions. No matter where she was, social, whatever, she's always asking people. And I think that got my research part of me set. That my, my dad was a, uh, he was the innovator. He was the one that always was thinking out of the box with his companies going in new directions. And so th those two things together, and I think my mom and her inquiry started you know, keep kept us at going to church and then saying like, okay, this is what you do. You get raised in the church and, you know, um, it should be a part of your life. But her own, her own personality of questioning rose, you know, the, the, uh, the questions in us, my siblings and I, to kind of wonder about what we're doing. So that part of it, uh, just took off. Um, but, you know, and this is a little bit, you know, crazy, but um, I had a reading a few months ago, and this woman said, you, you've been doing this for lifetimes. And I said, really? And she says, yes, you were, you were a priest in Scotland in the 1600s, and uh, you were at a church, um, and you, you found under the church that there was a Druid uh, temple. And you started in, in, you know, learning about that, and then incorporating the good parts of the Druid concept into your your church services. That's that's just who you are, and that is the first time that I had any interest in what I my past lives. Did it matter? You know, whatever. But when she told me that, I had a very strong grounding effect. Like, yes. Of course, that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'll keep doing this until I transition to the next life. Um, it's just who I am. So there's a little bit of the physical, biological, and family connections, and there's there's uh, connections that have possibly you know preceded me to be on this journey. Well, well, I, I say that you know you can find the answer to anything in the foundation. So mm -hmm. when I was looking at you. I was trying. I always try to think about where the person's from, and it's funny you said Scotland because your your eye color is kind of in between Scandinavian and Scotland mm. in that yeah. part of the world. Yeah. And when you understand that part of the world, and you know the people that were there, the Scandinavians, the Norse, the Norse gods, and all that thing, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of spirituality. There's a lot of pure source there yeah. uh, in that part of the world um, that I don't think is ever talked about because yeah. I think a lot of those people 
could have been the first people and and they migrated down you know and their their skin color changed as they got closer to the equator yeah my my father's mother was born in uh, Sweden and my, my my both my grandparents on my mother's side came from Finland so definitely have the, the Viking gene in me the, yeah the Scandinavian gene that's interesting you picked that up because I can like I can what's weird is like when I talk to somebody I can get a level of energy around them mm. based on what I feel out of my hand mm. Um, like if I get around someone and there's a lot of energy or even talk to them, like I'm talking to you now, like I can feel some energy coming out of my right hand. Hmm. So I know that there's a lot of energy around you currently. And, and that is a barometer. Now I've, I've, I've run into a couple people where, you know, they had very fair skin, blue eyes. Uh, and I, I, I think both of them did very fair skin females blue eyes and as soon as i got close to them it was like supercharged hmm. energy coming out of my hand and when i put my hand up the energy that they could feel hmm. was like swirling around them and one person told me he said please stop <laughs> and that's how hmm. strong the energy is so i think there's a lot hmm. that can be discovered from that part of the world now when you say you sense energy around me is it a certain type of energy or is it just like a you know i, I don't know I, I just energy comes out of my hand you know yeah. it's like when i get close to someone who hmm. has a lot of you know spirits or whatever around them energy mm. will start coming out of my right hand. Mm. Now, I have been around people that I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of people don't have anything. A lot of people are blocked off. Mm. Yes. You know, because I've, yeah. I, and I don't know if it's because they got something attached to them or whatever, a lot of negative mm. energy attached to them because like I have been around people where I don't feel anything and then I meet them the next time and I'll feel something and then I, mm. they can feel the energy. But as soon as they recognize it, they shut it mm. off and it's like a wall goes up. Mm. They can't feel anything. Yeah. Yeah. That happens too. So I think there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of blocks and yes. are not open to, to this conversation. Yeah. And then to add a little bit more on when you asked me about, you know, the interaction part, I mean, that's the other thing, you know, just straight education just to say, and that's why we put this book together to say, um, yeah, you do have a spirit team. Yes, there are guardian angels. There are archangels. You know, they're all around you, willing to help. And um, it, it, and and certainly you can do it on a ad hoc way. You know, and kind of go through life and notice things happen when they need to happen. Where it can be a little more deliberate and have you know regular meditation sessions with yourself mm -hmm. and listen to meditation music and do different things. You can call on them. Uh, you can experiment, you know, and open your to open yourself up to angels and how they interact in your lives. And by doing so, you'll see more and more and more signs of that. The fear that's been created, I think the theatrical narratives that have been created around what these entities could be or potentially could be creates the fear. Yes. Because I, I think it's something completely opposite of what people would think it would be. It, it's interesting. There's fear on both sides because um, one, one person mentioned that uh, the, the topic of angels is a safe topic for people who have been steeped in organized religion and are afraid to kind of leave what they've been told is the, the only way. Angels are safe because all religions have angels, you know, identified angels as part of them. Uh, so you don't have the extra dogma, you know, piled on angels in that sense. On the other hand, you know, there is a fear of, as you're saying, you know, uh, opening the door up to some evil entity or, you know, 
all the the uh, dramatic you know movies and TV shows about you know possession and stuff. And you know, I believe that is real, but at the same time, if you're connected and focused on the love, on the good, that will always overpower that and help you keep that at bay. For those who delve into, you know, areas and go down a road and they're afraid, there are so many resources out there to help that you have to do a little digging, just like you have to do digging everywhere to find out, you know, if someone is real, can they really help me? Do they really get what I'm doing? But there are sources out there. So it's okay. That's my, if I have one message, it's okay to, to tap in to your spirit team, to the world of angels, and because you are protected. And and there are people around that can guide you and help you in that journey. Well, the thing is, too, the other thing I realize is fear, fear and darkness is very weak. Because mm-hmm. when you th- if you think about it scientifically, fear was created from the original source of good. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if it's created from the original source of good, then that part of creation around that original source, right, is not going to be as strong because it's a diluted thing right. at that point. So if you if you're you're leaning to the light, there's nothing you really need to fear. Yes. It's yes. all mental capacity and thought process. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And unfortunately, fear works, you know, probably on the spiritual side and on the physical side. You know, if you get, get somebody, you know, saying, okay, if you go down that way, that way, something bad's going to happen. The other, the other realization of that is for me is like when I, being a clairsentient and feeling everything and being open to everything, it's, it makes you very, you're very, very highly sensitive person. So you could, I could turn on the dime on somebody and and go the opposite direction very quickly. But now I try to think about that. Uh, Even though I'm going through this enlightenment, if I hear things or hear something that may be a threat or there's fear involved in that conversation, I can feel that Mm. and understand where people would come from to respond the way they do. Mm -hmm. So even with someone going through enlightenment, I think it's very, very hard to level out those sensibilities. It's a topic that comes up many times in my own life and on the podcast and in writing this book was that people, when they when they're on their spiritual journey and they want to continue on and they want to experience new things, well, then all kinds of stuff happens and it's like a whirlwind and like you know, it's like I, and I asked for this, you know, their world's in chaos because things don't make sense anymore, you know, whatever it may be. It sometimes turmoil is needed for us to shake our beliefs and move forward. If people are out there who 
who use, you know, follow Jesus, whatever that is. I think the player, I think all the players are real. You know, it even talks about Jesus being a very lonely person, was very affected by his sensibilities. Yeah. So he's a very, very sensitive person. When I think about sensationalism, right, mm-hmm. and you think about Jesus, and, and I think sometimes we skip some of the truths, or you should remember that Jesus had the same sensitivities mm-hmm. and had the same issues. If you're a follower of Jesus and you follow Jesus and so forth, those mm-hmm. sense, you know, people forget that narrative about him, I think. Yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, the, the humanness. I mean, we want we all want a super we all want a superhero and uh, we all want somebody to come in and you know save the day and fly in and fly out that was why stan lee had a hard time selling the first spider-man concept because spider-man as a superhero he had girlfriend problems he had problems at work he left he came to work late he was messing up and for several years you know uh, run with it because they're like no no that's not what people want people want a superhero perfect to come in and save everything. And so when you see things like that, when you see the, the weakness side of, of Jesus or another spiritual leader, it rocks you a little bit. What do you feel today going through this yourself as far as your your continued path? Um, well, I feel um, certainly coming, you know, we just launched the book and the last you know six months has been like crazy <laughs> in terms. But I feel like I just got done with a major project that, in, and not only just a project to get a book out, but just a major part of my life that I was, like I said, I was born to do. And we put a lot of time and resources in getting this out, getting the messaging right, you know, is this the right book for the right people? And so I, I feel like I, I just have d- got done with one major effort to help humanity in whatever way. Like, you know, is this book going to save the world? No, <laughs> but, you know, it, it can be another stone in the pond to send out ripples, you know, along with everything, uh, with other things that are going on to help continue the awakening, to help uh, alleviate fears from people who are wanting to uh, investigate spirituality on their own and connect with their spirit team, bring in angels in their lives more. So I feel that part's done. I'm kind of taking a little break, but kind of wondering what the next uh, thing will be for me, you know, to work on because I have a limited time. You know, I've got probably 10, 15 years of productive time on this planet before my cognitive abilities take over. <laughs> Some people say it's happening now, but uh-huh. <laughs> but I um, but yeah, I feel I have a lot left to give. This was one step of the process. What do you do on a daily basis yourself for your personal your personal life? Um, well, I stopped working full time two years ago. It, it took me a year to figure out what to do. I mean, I was the, the typical like, oh, once I retire, I'm going to you know have time to do this and that, and we can do that and travel here. But well, that was all done in like three months. <laughs> so then I get back and I, I tend to want to be involved with something to cha- something that challenges me to grow, to learn. So that's when I started thinking about the next book. The topic of angels has always been of interest to me. And then, you know, that's kind of what I got into and how I got into this project. But in general, what I try to do is connect and keep connected, spend a lot of time outside. And by connected, I mean, you know, it could be a variety of things. It could be going on a bike ride and listening to some music. It could be, um, you know, walking, walking along the stream. It could be a meditation conference, which I'm planning to go to a, a 10-day silent uh, meditation retreat called v- uh, Vipassana. You know, things like that. I like to feel to be 
connected, but at the same time, I have another foot in on the ground saying, I got to, I, I really need to get things done in whatever way I'm led to, uh, to help others on their journey as well. Well, I asked that just because I feel like every day for me is a new day. And I'm always thinking about what can I do better? How can I improve myself like health wise? I definitely don't drink as much as I used to stop drinking liquor. You know, I think those things kind of innately start to happen when you get on these paths. Yeah. You know, that's kind of why I asked that question. You know, maybe people can relate to that in a way. Yeah. It's kind of selfish in a way that I've changed my lifestyle. I've enhanced my lifestyle, vegetarian, vegan. And then I, I signed myself up for these triathlons and races, maybe a two year, you know, just, just because it helps me, you know, do something like, well, I got a race in a couple of months. I better hit the pool or I better go on a bike ride, all that so that my, my physical body can maintain uh, effectiveness for as long as I possibly can. Uh, so if we if we want to find the book, how do we get the book? Yeah, so it's available on Amazon. It's called uh, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels. Um, you can also get it at Barnes & Noble. Your local bookstore should be uh, able to order it. And also there is a website for the book called lookingforangelsbook.com. And you can get it there and find out a little bit more about Nicole and myself and uh, order the book there. And some of these other people that you've dealt with, and interacted with. Is there any unique things that may have happened or situations that may have happened that could have been out of the ordinary that kind of made you step back? I mean, in, in writing the book? You know, you said you had oh. the psychic podcast or yeah. someone that's come into your life where there's, there's something that, that maybe happened you didn't expect that well, kind of aligns with your message. Yeah. Well, the, the book itself, um, I had started very early on writing, you know, getting some thoughts together and writing the book. And I was at a, a health and spiritual expo and I had a booth there and I had my other, other two books there. Also a sign saying I'm working on a book about angels. If you have an angel story, you know, send it in. And at the end of the two-day event, there was a tarot card reader across the aisle. And I was talking to her about the event and who she met. I said, what do you think of my booth? It's kind of, it doesn't have a lot. And she said, um, well, it, it looks good, but you talk about angels, but there's no angel figures there, nothing. And you kind of present yourself as an academic and you need to kind of liven it up. Okay. And she says, oh, by the way, you need a female voice too. Okay. And she says, yeah, that'll help. And then she left. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, what am I, what am I going to do? Like, who do I know? And I had been listening to Nicole's podcast, The Psychic Story, just on the, on the bike, you know, around. I'm like, I'm going to send her an email. And I'm sure she's busy. Uh, it's a it's a highly rated uh, podcast. You know, she's probably got staff or whatever. So I sent an email saying, I'm working on a book about angels. Would like to have your perspective. This book talks about a snapshot in religion, science, and psychology. Your your perspective on modern day angels, since she's a psychic intuitive, works with them every day. You know, just putting it out there, uh, would you like? She emailed me back the next day saying, I can't believe you sent this email. She said two days ago, she was working with her spirit team and her spirit team said, you need to write about us. And uh, she said, I, I'd like to, but I, I can't. I'm swamped. She has a full-time job, seeing pay, you know, seeing uh, customers. They said, we will send you someone. That was the same day that the woman told me that I needed a, a female voice in my All work. Right. And then I sent that email. And then that's how this book took off. We remembered that many times throughout the process when it got kind of like in the down in the dregs and editing and manuscripts. And we like, hey, you know what? This book was, you know, in a sense, destined to happen. So that was the big thing. Yeah, I think the context of the book is important to keep in mind um, because it's not just, we don't, you know, our message isn't like 
everybody should believe in angels. You know, it certainly is very helpful and can propel your spiritual journey forward. It's, it's in context of a spiritual awakening that's happened. And we've talked about this briefly a few times, but, you know, you have the, the increase in people who are leaving organized religion, but uh, levels of spirituality are high. People are seeking psychic sources more than they ever have. Alternative uh, medicines are being explored in new ways with, you know, meditation, yoga, and even Reiki being accepted by some health systems. So that's on the on the quantitative side. You can get numbers around all these doing these behaviors. On the metaphysical side, you have the astrological uh, transits that are in place that, you know, you got to take a little bit of a breather when you look at it, but you have some things happening like Saturn entering Pisces through 2026, big spiritual awakening. When these, and also Pluto entering Aquarius that goes um, through the next 20 years. When these things, when you look in the history, when these two transits have happened, major things happen, major revolutions, major innovations, major change. I, I feel strongly that we are in that cusp of that. And we're, it's like living through World War One. You know, he's like, this is something big, it's happening, and I'm living right in. This is another time of history where we can see things shifting. The impact of AI, you know, deep fake video. Reality is starting to get a little blurred and we need grounding. And I think that is what's driving the increase uh, of spirituality and people looking to say, I can't believe anything that's out there anymore. I've got to look within and find mm -hmm. my connection. So that is an important point. Well, as, at the end of the day, it's finding self, you yes. know, and if you look at patterns in society of finding self is going the wrong direction. Because even mm. when the kids start in school, because kids are, are trained when they get into school, when I've always said absolutes don't work. So you take an absolute system, kids get into school and they do what they have to do to hit a number. So they're not relishing anything. They'll run into a few topics that they are interested in. Maybe I would say the percentage of what they are interested in, maybe 30% they may retain. Mm. So then Western society pushes you to get a job you don't really like. Then you wake up in 25 years and you still haven't found self. Yeah. If you think about that pattern of not finding self through, through society currently here, and you look at each country, each country is in the same pattern around the world. Each country does not know themselves because mm. each country is only thinking about everybody else. Right. If every leader would focus on their country and mm -hmm. design what's needed based on the environment for their mm -hmm. country, how much more powerful would each country be? Mm -hmm. Because I, I use environment because environment is a big dictator on, you know, what resources you have through a geographical location. So if you mm -hmm. understand those percentages mm -hmm. and maybe you don't have oil here. But I do have these resources right, that right. can replace needing oil mm -hmm. where my people can live. Mm -hmm. People been doing it for thousands of years. Every country, if they focused on their own country and found thyself country, each country would be times 10 more powerful. Why everybody needs to find themselves in this day and time. Every country's given everything away, especially yeah. us. Yeah. How much of a distraction is that from its own people? And how many other countries do the same thing? Yeah, the theme that, that comes to mind when you say that is something also on the individual level of authenticity. That's, that is a key to being a real self, is to be authentic. Oh, 100%. And with a friend of mine, we were talking about AI, and you know, I teach uh, psychology in undergrad, and I'm like, oh, the students are getting into AI, and, and they're sending me these 
these papers, and I know they didn't write them. And he said he was, uh, my friend's a cop, and he had to do some uh, speech. And he goes, I just tried it out. I, I typed in the parameters, and I came up with a really great speech. It was it was generated from chat CPT. And I'm like, well, the thing is, was every part of that you? And he said, you know what? He said, that's the one thing that got him. And he said, I kind of had to rewrite it after a while. It looked so good, I could have run with it, but it really wasn't me. So that on a personal level, that is certainly comes into play as well as the the, uh, the national level. But to be to be unafraid to be ourselves. I talk about tone all the time, and tone is something you have to understand. Now, if the tone represents you through your words, but it's modified by the AI, but still has the same tone and represents mm. your tone, I think you're okay. Yeah, but that's a great that's, way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're okay by using it. But if that system or whatever was structured takes away from your tone, because this is mm. something Elon Musk talked about, about how the tone is structured, because you can structure tone to the light or to the dark. And I think mm. if people understand that, that mm. could be a way to re- recognize when I say foundation, we can find the answer to anything in the foundation. How, who made this, fa- who made this mm. AI mm. This, that's scripting a narrative? That's people a big, that's a big part of it. Because, because the other thing is too, like I say with AI too, is, is architecturally or mathematical, it's a good source. Mm. But if it's, if it involves humans, because we're so disconnected, right? Mm. AI needs a source of information. You're still going to get the same answer. If you're mm. inputting the same right. information right. that you have right. now with everybody right. being disconnected and it's not a pure source, you haven't, you haven't rebirthed right. or built a foundation the right way with the right information, you're mm. still going to get the, the same answer. It's just going to be quicker. I think right. that is going to be the problem with AI in the next five to 10 years until corporations and people realize that when they try to use this in a workplace, it speaks to finding thyself 100%. Yeah. I, mean, I think that if people are anxious and fearful about the future, how they're going to fit in to kind of go back to that, to be, to be yourself, to be authentic, you know, no one is going to be, no one's going to approach this problem the same way you are. No one's going to live their lives the way you are. And uh, once you get comfortable in that, then then things change. This is the other rationale I have. Creation of four. I talk about it pretty much every podcast, but it's when I talk to these different entities around the world, I got pieces of the puzzle from all these different people. So they say that God created the universe in four powers. The universe is in four parts. Now I go to the planetary system. There's four terrestrial planets. There's four gas planets. Hmm. The four gas planets were supposed to rent represents the sensitivities of the human body, right? Mm-hmm. And the planets structurally are tied to the human body. So when you look at the root chakra is the sun, mm-hmm. that's the one moving part. The three moving parts is the sun, the moon, and Pluto. Mm-hmm. That's not recognized properly. So when you go root uh, root chakra, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Earth is your heart chakra. Mars mm-hmm. is your throat chakra. Mm-hmm. The moon is your third eye. And Pluto mm-hmm. is the crown chakra because it's on mm-hmm. the edge of the universe connection to, to spirit. Mm-hmm. Now let's go to the Earth. And I, I'll tell you why I'm so, telling you this story because it's something you said earlier and I didn't mention is you go to Earth, core, outer core, mantle, crust, four parts. Mm-hmm. There's four directions. There's four gases. You're made of four humors. Mm-hmm. There's four bloodlines, you know, four mm-hmm. blood types. Your heart has four chambers. Your brain has four parts. And then we're talking about sensory and talk about the pineal gland, which is not recognized. Fluoride that we've been taking in for a long time calcifies your pineal gland. That's where your sensory comes from. Hmm. So if you want to improve your sensory, you eliminate the fluoride 
to get Sanaga eye drops from the Matias tribe in the Amazon. And you can cleanse, you can decalcify your pineal gland, which will enhance sensory. Wow. Now, tying this back to creation of four, this is where I had came up with the rationale. And this is just, and I was told by this lady yesterday, she says, your ideas, she said, your, and I'll preface this, your ideas are great and they're headed in the right direction, but you need to be more lucid. So these ideas I'm talking about, I need to improve uh, the narrative about the concept. But she said the basis is there. Hmm. Uh, and this is from this tarot card reader in England. Mm -hmm. So that, that kind of resonated with me. But yeah. when I looked at the third eye and, to, and understanding that your pineal gland is the data center for God, and that's hmm. where all your sensory comes from, creation of four. When you look at, when I looked at the third eye, the one slant, right? If you put that slant on a flat surface, that's a one-fourth slant. Oh, I see. You have a one-fourth yeah. slant bone yeah, yeah, yeah. in your head. Hmm. So that's interesting. So the rationale for me was creation of fours when I went through it, and I don't even know where this, I've read one book and half the Bible. I don't even know where this stuff came from, but I just kept doing research, research, research. Mm. And this, this came together. So it's very ironic. The pineal gland is God's data center. Nobody talks mm. about, nobody realizes mm. that's where all your sensory comes from. And there's a mm. once force slant bone in our heads. Hmm. Have you spoken with a numerologist about the, the four? I came up with this because I came up with something called finding a perfect audience where I was able to use content and eliminate unconscious bias. And it had seven parts. This lady yesterday said I need to write seven essays. So there's mm -hmm. seven parts to finding a perfect audience. But when I push to write this book about finding a perfect audience, that's mm -hmm. when all these other rationales came through. Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. And, you know, I don't know if it helps you, but I kind of think with my books is like, yeah, my book may not change the world, but it might get to the right, that one person who's poised to be that change and impact them, you know, or a couple people to do that. So the same thing with uh, your ideas to get it out there, um, because even though it may just move the mark a tiny little bit now, it could be, it could impact exponential people down the road. Well, if you do some research on that, about what I told you today, let me know, okay. you know, what you come up with. The book is out looking for angels. I think you've structured the tone of it to make it easy for people to, to come to and read and understand in a sensible way. Sometimes I make things too complicated. So I think that's a that's a big deal in itself. Yeah, and that's that's what we wanted to do. You know, wherever you are, you can kind of go into the discussion in the book, you know, to whatever your interests are, whatever your comfort level is, and go on from there. So Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, and we can find mm -hmm. the book again, what, Amazon? Amazon, and uh, also on our website, lookingforangelsbook.com, or or certainly you can order it through your bookstore. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> this has been Scott Guerin, and I am John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Thank you. Right. Thank you, John. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.